My name is Rich, Rich Marais. I want to welcome all of you guys to my brand new podcast called Fast and Pray. Um, this is a brand new thing that God, the Holy Spirit, have asked me to start to speak on it. Some of you guys know that I'm very, very passionate in, on this matter and on this area. So I, so I encourage all of you guys to have a listen to what I've got in relation to this topic called fast and pray. Um, Jesus himself uh, fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Some of you guys would also agree with me if Jesus himself had to fast and pray for 40 days, 40 nights, that means there must be something powerful about the topic of fasting and prayer. We also know from the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John when Jesus was in the wilderness, Bible says very clearly that the Holy Spirit chased Jesus into the wilderness and in the wilderness he meets uh, Satan three times and Satan decides to tempt him on three occasions and on each occasion Jesus defeated Satan. And the power which allowed Jesus to defeat Satan was through the power of fasting and prayer. And so to those of you guys, some of you guys might have a notion, do we as Christians, do we still have to fast and pray? Some people have come and said to me, you know, everything has been done on the cross of Calvary. Do we still have to fast and pray? I also remember on another occasion when Jesus was up in the mountain with his disciples as they were coming down and as they came down the, the one a father with an epileptic son or asked the disciples to cast a demon a demons off but at the end of it they could not do it. Jesus rather becomes slightly uh, upset in the scene and he says to his disciples how long do I have to be with you as a faithless generation? The next scripture it says, this kind, or this kind of things can only come out by fasting and prayer. These are not my words. These are the words of Jesus himself. The master, the savior, the one who walked on the face of the earth over 2000 years ago, 33 years he walked on this face of the earth and he became our example our motivator, but more than anything else, he became your template and my template. So today, I want to put a baseline over here. The template of any fasting and prayer starts with Jesus Christ. Jesus defeats Satan in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus also gets rid of the demonic power of the young boy's life in the form of epilepsy. And Jesus sets him free. I want to encourage you that right at this time, this is a uh, this is a subject I'm highly passionate, so passionate that I have written a book. I think sometime in about 2014, a book called Fast and Pray. And so in that book, I give you a lot of insights what God, what fasting and prayer can actually do. One of the first points today I want to share with you right at this moment. People ask me, hey, Pastor Rage, if Jesus has died on the cross of Calvary, if we, are, you know, if we are able to trample over scorpions and snakes, if we have got all the believer's authority, do we still have to fast and pray? I will say to you, yes, yes, yes. 
You see, one of the things I found in the power of fasting and prayer, we are a group of people, unusual human beings, whereby we love to yak around, we love to talk, and we love to catch up people in cafes, lunches, dinners. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but we love having conversation to our mates and to our friends, to our family members. Again, I say, not there's anything wrong with it. But when it comes to, say, you know, speaking to the Holy Spirit, speaking to Jesus, we find sometimes that can become very tedious on a normal consensus in the mind of a human being, having our logics and our logical thinking. You will say, Pastor Rich, how do you ever pray seven, eight hours a day? When I just prayed, when I've just prayed five minutes, I feel I prayed eight hours. And so the power of fasting in prayer leads you to one thing. It makes you and I humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. Number one, fasting and prayer gives you, fasting and prayer allows you to give all the authority to Christ. All the authority to my Holy Spirit. All the authority to my Father. And so basically fasting and prayer you know, makes you to a place whereby you have come to a point. I no longer know what to do and how to do these things. But my Lord, you seem to know all those things. And so in that process of fast and pray, you quieten your soul. You quieten your spirit man, you quieten the physical body, and you quieten the fact you've stopped eating. And so eventually your whole body, mind, spirit, soul has become now to a place of in the form of humility. When that humility starts to take place, God then, God the Holy Spirit, starts to speak to you very powerfully to the, uh, to the point there's no, uh, there's no in, uh, interaction with any other human beings. There's no interruptions from the world that we live in. And there's no uh, intervention by, you know, by people who seem to know how to help you out. Rather, you put yourself at the feet of Jesus Christ. And at the feet of Jesus Christ, you have silenced your entire self. Now the Holy Ghost has got a free reign. Jesus has got a free reign. Father has got a free reign to speak into the situation that you are in. But it's also not a case of, you know, I have got a grocery list. In that grocery list, I want God to answer me all my prayers. And some people think by you going into fasting and prayer simply means I can handcuff Jesus or the Holy Spirit or the Father or I can manipulate my way all the way to heaven. When I fast and I pray, God will answer. Now, let me make it very clear. I have got two PhDs, two professional doctorates, three masters, and I think I've got two bachelors. If I, if I were to wear my academic hat, may I say very clearly, that is not how fasting and prayer works. Fasting and prayer works on the basis of intimacy. Fasting and prayer works on the basis of intimacy. And so when God sees your heart 
as you humble yourself, as you pour yourself in the presence of God, God is able to answer you and God is able to bring something powerful in your own personal life. Right? So it's not a case of, you know, you are trying to really, you know, trying to muzzle your way. But rather, should I say this right at this moment, God is expecting of you how God is going to do in the days, uh, how God has got some things installed. Let's go through in, the, in my first scripture, and I'm going through in the Old Testament, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 16. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 16. David pleaded with God for the child. Let me make it very clear. David, King David, pleaded with God for the child. And then it says, he fasted and spent nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. He fasted and spent nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. This is another realm or another level that you can fast and pray with sackcloth. Have you ever tried wearing a, sack, a sackcloth? A sackcloth is not very comfortable. Rather, it's itchy. It's, irrit it's irritating. More than anything else, it really makes you to be... You're not in your creature comforts. It's completely uncomfortable. And, God, and at this moment, God is... Uh, rather, should I say, David is asking God to intervene, uh, intervene on this child for David. You see, we all have got a need, but when fasting and prayer, not only God wants to look after your need, but before the need he answers you, what happens is there is a humbling process goes through. David is no ordinary guy. Let me make it very clear. He is a king. There's royalty to him. The house of David often comes in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the house of David. It's royalty. The royalty has to bow down to the presence of Christ. The royalty has to bow down to the presence of the Holy Spirit. The royalty has to bow down to the presence of the Father. So when a king of a country in this, on this earth, a powerful king who is able to defeat the who is able to defeat men and women in different parts of his own country, maybe in Judah or Israel when he was living, he might be very powerful, the greatest commander, the greatest general of all times. There are some personal matters, no matter how smart you might be, no, no matter how shrewd you might be, or no matter how intellect you might be, there are some things you could never ever bring an answer to a solution that you're looking for. But in this process, it says here, David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent, uh, spent the nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. May I say, God wants to intervene in your life. And God will intervene in your life through fasting and prayer. But before he intervenes in your life, it's about humility. It's about God bringing you back to where you came from to who you are, to what you are. And in that whole process, out of humility, God is now starting to explore on the intimacy that you can provide. So again, to all my audience, being the very first time I'm doing on a podcast called Fast and Pray, can I again repeat this? 
fast and prayer is not to handcuff the saints or manipulate. Fast and prayer, it's a duty of every single Christian in the process of God wanting to intervene in our life. But I may also clearly make it clear, it's not a religious duty. I make it very clear. It's not a religious duty. It is a duty of one that God wants you to defeat the enemy. God wants you to defeat unusual circumstances. God wants you to defeat strange trials. God wants you to defeat, defeat, defeat everything what the enemy throws, all the world throws, all your opposition. But in that process, you and I sometimes miss out the biggest, what's the word can I use? The biggest um, clue of fasting and prayer, he is wanting to get your heart to be aligned with his heart. And when he aligns your heart with his heart, that comes also humility. Those of you guys who want to know more about, uh, about this, you're most welcome to browse through a book that I wrote in 2014, Fast and Pray, that is always available. Start to put this in place in your life and you'll start to see some phenomenal amount of changes. My Lord, I thank you for this wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, midnight, wherever people are listening to all parts of the continent, different parts of the continent. We give you praise, thanks right now in the name of Jesus. You will heal your people, you will touch your people, and you will bring powerful encounters in the realm of the Holy Spirit. In the realm of the Holy Spirit. But that only comes, God, through fasting and praying. Another word through fasting and praying, it's about submission of your spirit man to Jesus Christ. Submission of your heart. I pray and ask of God in the name of Jesus. In this new adventure, God, in this brand new podcast, may we pray. People will start to know the benefits of fasting and prayer. People will start to know the power in fasting and prayer. People will start to have an intimacy in fasting and prayer with my Lord Jesus in every sense of the world. Give you praise and thanks, God, for everything you've done. In Jesus' name we pray, God. Amen and amen.